1: Hi, Unspookable listeners. Producer Nate Dufort here with a special message for you and your grown Unspookable is intended for listeners eight years of age and up, but you know yourselves and how much spooky you can handle. Today's episode focuses on SCP, which many of our listeners have requested due to their introduction via Roblox. But that doesn't mean that all SCP content in the world is intended for a younger audience. If at any point things feel too scary for you, there's no shame in stopping the show. It will always be here should you decide to come back. Now, without further ado, on with the show.
2: Soundsington Media!
0: It's your first day of a summer internship program, and you don't know what to expect. Your school counselor just said that you'd be doing some filing, maybe some typing, and to expect a summer unlike anything you've ever experienced. The office building you entered looks ordinary enough, but now you're being led by a woman in a military-like uniform to the elevators. That's odd. You don't remember this building having a second floor. You hear a ding, and the doors slide open. You enter the elevator, and there's only one button, an arrow pointing down. You press the button and check the time on your phone. Great. No signal. You feel the elevator moving. Your ears pop. After what seems like a full five minutes, the movement stops, and the doors finally open. You cautiously exit the elevator and look around. Before you lies what appears to be miles of hallways with dark, secured glass chambers. But you can't see what's inside. Noises like nothing you have ever heard echo from beyond the glass. One sounds like static. Another like rock scraping upon rock. And another, a loud screeching. You look up and see a sign that reads secure, contain, protect. Suddenly, you hear a crackle and look up to see a speaker on the ceiling. A man's voice starts speaking. Your guidebook with everything you need to know is on the table to your right. Small tip, don't touch the glass. Welcome to your first day at the SCP Foundation. I'm Elise Parisian, and this week I'm turning things over to producer Nate Dufort and a conversation he had with a podcast producer, head of programming at Cinedyme, and SCP expert, Pacific S. Obadiah. That and more on this episode of Unspookable.
1: Can you give me your full name, your title, and your connection to SCP, please?
2: Absolutely. I am Pacific S. Obadiah and I'm a podcast producer. I work on a couple of different podcasts, but my podcast is SCP Archives. Uh, and my job there is to take stories from the SCP Wiki and kind of adapt them, you know, with a, a full cast, sound effects, music, um, you know, turned into kind of like a little production, uh, and then that goes out
1: into the world for anyone to listen to well we are super lucky to have you here today pacific thanks for making the time for us to jump right in what is the scp foundation yeah so
2: that's a pretty big question um and there's a lot of different answers too i, I think the best place to start with is what scp actually stands for and it even that has a lot of answers SCP stands for secure, contain, and protect, which is kind of the motto of the website and the community. Um, It also stands for special containment procedures, which is kind of the basis of like how everything is written. But in its core essence... The SCP Foundation is a collaborative fiction project. Uh, So it's a project that anyone can join. Anyone can hop on the wiki and write. Anyone can make their own YouTube videos about SCPs. uh, In my case, make a fiction podcast revolving around them. It's it's a big old community. But a lot of the stories, kind of the center of the community is housed on the SCP wiki. Uh, And that's a website that, like I said, anyone can go to. There's... Gosh, we're on series eight, so there's somewhere between seven and eight thousand articles uh, with different creatures, anomalies, places, things like that. And then, of course, off the website, there's a lot of like I said, derivative stuff: YouTube videos, short films, video games, uh, Roblox game mods. You know, tons of things, right? But yeah, no, it's a, a huge, expansive, kind of collaborative project, and there's one that it's one that has no central canon, right? There's no one story to it. You know, It's uh, kind of a culmination of
1: everyone's different stories. Truly the most succinct answer to that question I have ever heard. So <laughs> what do we know about the origins of SCP and the wiki? Yeah.
2: Um, so SCP originally got started on 4chan on the uh, slash X board, which was like the paranormal board. And I'm a little murky on the details, but my understanding is it started with just kind of like a couple of people hopping in a thread and just going like, uh, you know, here's a spooky photo and, you know, here's, uh, you know, here's how you contain it. Here's how you'd capture it. Uh, here's what it does. Here's how it acts. Just really kind of like going through and explaining the monster, right? You know, it's like taking a photo of Bigfoot and saying, okay, well, he's eight feet tall. He's humanoid. He's hairy, you know almost taking like the scary aspects out of the monster and that eventually caught on on 4chan uh and after i think just a couple of months um people went and created the scp foundation wiki Uh, and that was made in january of 2008 if i'm not mistaken so a little over a decade and a half ago 15 years it's uh, ever since it's kind of lived there and it's it's grown and evolved um and like i said earlier we're now up to 8000 stories on on the main hub uh there's also international versions of the website so you can read it in french and chinese and uh spanish and italian and a couple of other languages too
1: that's incredible and 8000 it's intimidating to even think about there being 8000 of anything it is so can we cut through that number a little bit and can you tell us about some of the more well-known scp entries
2: yeah absolutely a lot of the best known scps are some of the oldest ones um one that your audience and probably you are familiar with uh, is scp 173 um, which is the statue that kills you when you don't look at it right uh the idea is pretty simple you have to stare at it um, it's made of rebar and concrete and generally covered in blood. Um, and, and it's of course, lovingly called peanut too. Um, that that's probably the most popular, uh, following on the heels of that is probably, um, SCP 96 or shy guy, which is a creature that if you look at it, it kills you. Uh, so one don't look at it or it, sorry, look at it or it'll kill you. The other one don't look at it or it'll kill you. Um, And then after that, there's uh, um, the Plague Doctor, 049, Uh, SCP-106 is an old man who kind of like goes through walls and leaves this like gross corrosive acid behind. Uh, A couple of others kind of in that canon, but those are all um, series one. So they're zero to 999.
1: It's funny that particular uh like the descriptions of those particular scps just have a lot in common with my cat Uh, (laughs) (laughs) look at me don't look at me i will attack regardless and the rules will ever be shifting
2: pet me but i will attack you
1: immediately (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you have any personal favorite entries
2: yeah absolutely um i i read a lot of scp stories Uh, And I tend to prefer a lot of the newer ones, so something in the 7,000s, right? Recently, we just did 7999, Meet Me in the Stars, which is um, kind of a a sweet and kind of sad story about um, an alien species making contact with Earth for the first time. And they come down, and um, we kind of get like a glimpse of their life, and they get a glimpse of our life, um, and it ends kind of tragically. Uh, I, I tend to like a lot of the more... Somber or serious SCP stories. Um, there's a couple in the five thousands that I really enjoy, uh, but I think my all-time favorite is probably SCP three thousand and one Red Reality, uh, which is kind of this again tragic tale about a uh, SCP researcher getting sucked into this kind of like blank void uh, between universes, uh, and he's stuck there for you know days and months and weeks and years. And like just slowly kind of loses his mind and kind of becomes one with like the nebulous
1: goo all around him. Well, if you're listening to Unspookable, uh, you want to get to what's beyond the scares. Obviously, that's what pulls us in. But there's so much more to know. What do you think makes SCPs so interesting? For me, it's the
2: way SCPs are written you know, there's kind of a a formula to most SCPs that you'll read on the website, or even ones that you kind of find in other medias, right? Almost every SCP opens with this very kind of dry, clinical explanation of a monster, right? You know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it takes away the scariness of Bigfoot by shining a light on him and telling you exactly, here's how big he is, here's what he does, here's how he acts, and here's how we can respond to him, right? And in doing so, you know, you're not getting the kind of emotional response. You're not seeing someone being torn apart limb from limb, which does happen in SCP very often, but it engages kind of the logical side of your brain. Uh, And then, um, masterfully, a lot of writers on the SCP website will kind of logic you into fear. You know, they'll guide you from this place where it's like, oh, well, it's just a thing. It, you know, it surely can't hurt me. And then they'll kind of slowly reveal to you, no, here's actually why it's so scary. Here's how it could hurt you. Here's how it can chase you through your nightmares and follow you into your dreams. And here's how unstoppable it is. And I, I think there's a very special kind of fear that comes from that like logic focused fear that you just don't find in other movies tv shows games or books it's so very special and so very unique
1: oh that's so special in interacting with scary content logic is our last defense so to enter through that side of the brain it can be truly terrifying i love it we'll be right back You know, I have a question on something that is seemingly so democratic, and it's it's doors open to uh, you know almost anyone. Yet there's still some controversies around SCP in relation to ownership and even beyond. I'm only aware of a fraction of these, and I thought uh, you might be able to offer some insight. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, So SCP is kind of one of those rare special things on the internet where uh, it, it's creative commons right so it belongs to everyone uh, and there are still some rules around it you know um it's uh, creative commons attribution 3.0 uh, which is a really long legal way of saying uh you can use these stories you can adapt them you can recreate them you can turn them into whatever you would like to turn them into uh, you can even sell those items but you must always credit the original author so On my podcast, if we do someone's story, if we add actors and music and sound effects to it, uh, we always give credit to whoever wrote that story. In recent years, uh, I want to say it was 2019. Now, I I mentioned earlier that SCP is a, a global phenomenon now, right? There's branches in tons of different languages. There's communities all across the world. And in one of those communities, in the Russian community... Uh, someone attempted to trademark the, the name and the logo and kind of the brand of SCP, something that was never necessarily in the public domain, but has always kind of been shared by the public. Uh, and with that, you know, there's kind of um, just enough legal murkiness that someone else was able to register that trademark, uh, which could have theoretically threatened like the rest of the SCP brand across the world had they been successful in registering the trademark in russia they might have had more claim to it in european state uh, countries um they might have had maybe some basis to come over to the u.s and take ownership of it there and that is kind of one of those slippery slopes where you know no one really knows what could have happened but Our worst imaginations are, you know, perhaps like now SCP isn't free. Now you have to pay to use it or you have to pay to access the website or you have to pay royalties on everything you make. Uh, Which kind of defeats the purpose of this like big project that thousands and thousands of people over 15 years have, you know, left their own kind of stamp on, right? For for one person to like take that all away. Uh, Fortunately, um, there was a very big... uh, crowdfunded to kind of raise funds for the legal defense of scp in russia and well i don't believe that that's fully concluded as of yet i believe the last i heard is that we're kind of um in a good standing with the courts and we're at a point where it's probably not going to happen but we're still in for um kind of a, a lengthy legal battle at this point
1: gotcha gotcha 15 years is a very long time for anything to exist on the internet to what do you credit SCPs enduring appeal?
2: Yeah, I think it's, I I think the biggest thing is, you know, like I said earlier, it's open to anyone, you know, anyone can come in and create. Um, But I, I think part of it too also comes from just how, I don't know, I guess wisely the community was established Uh, Earlier, I mentioned that there's no canon, right? There's no one true SCP story. Any story can be an SCP story. Coincidentally, that's also why the world has ended over a dozen times in the SCP universe. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's room for everyone to play, right? Uh, And and the only real kind of guiding principles are that there is a foundation, right? There's uh, a kind of worldwide shadow organization that goes out they capture and they contain and they protect anomalies, right? That's one rule. The other one is that they generally don't kill these anomalies either, right? There are other kind of institutions in the fiction that like do want to destroy anything that's weird or paranormal, but the Foundation very specifically seeks out to capture them and study them, right? They seek out to understand how they work, why they do what they do, maybe how to destroy them if it's necessary, but, you know, there's uh, kind of a fun horror and like learning how this weird thing that shouldn't exist works. And with those two guideposts, you know, you can do so much. I, I've read stories that take place thousands of years in the future. I've read stories that take place hundreds of years in the past. Um, I've read stories in different dimensions. I've read time travel stories. You know, it's such a broad thing. And it really just kind of comes down to like, you know, does your story have the SCP vibes, right? Uh, and if it does great, put it up on the wiki, make a, make a short film, make a a movie or a TV show or a podcast. Right. Uh, I think that kind of contributes to the the enduringness of it. Right. It's malleable enough that anyone can play with it. And it's not so strict that it can't evolve because the story is written today. The stories uh, in the 7000 canon are different than the ones three years ago in the 5000 series and different from the ones 10 years ago in the 2000s and different from the ones 15 years ago in the 1000s, right? You know, it It really is, I don't know, a toy that anyone can play with, I guess.
1: You know, it, it seems so inclusive. And We like to warn our audiences when things may be beyond their level of maturity or what they can handle in terms of scares. Uh, And we know that a lot of our audience has come to SCPs through roblox that's a huge gateway for um new and newer scp fans what do you think the future holds even beyond these games for the scp universe
2: yeah uh that is a big question right um i mean the community is pretty healthy i imagine there'll be more articles um in the last few years, we've seen kind of a, a shorter and shorter time span each time we open up the next 1,000 uh, entries, right? Um, they, they do those in big bunches. And I think it's been a, about a year since we opened up 7,000, and I have kind of heard some rumblings that probably in the next like three or four months are going to open up the 8,000 series, right? So I imagine the community there will continue to grow. I imagine we're also going to see a lot more short films and video games and, you know, properties out there. And I imagine that it will also continue to change with us, right? You know, as, as people get more interested in superheroes or sci-fi or horror the stories you'll find on the wiki will also kind of change accordingly to you know um because they're written by people today writing you know the stories that they love uh and tomorrow they'll be written by you and the stories that you love
1: all right pacific well while we have you do you have any final thoughts on scp to share with the unspookable audience i i think the last thing i'd want to leave you with is
2: uh the SCP wiki can be intimidating. It's a very big website with, like I said, over 8,000 pages. That's not including, you know, spin-off tales, contests, other crazy hubs. It's really hard to get into it. So I, I'd say first, find the SCP content that you love, you know, whether that is um, a game or a movie or a TV show or a book, you know, find that entry point. Uh, and then, you know, seek out and find those stories on the website. Uh, cause that's just a fun way to kind of see how they're adapted and they change, you know, uh, for our podcast. Um, we try and keep a lot of the story intact, but there's some things like tables and images that like, just don't translate. Um, and usually we'll try and find creative ways to help those ideas come across, but a lot gets changed and sometimes stuff even gets lost in those translations. The other thing too, is, you know, if, uh, if you're ever interested at you listening to this show are ever interested in writing for the wiki you know anyone can write for it but there are some guidelines and some things to know before you post right um all the stories are kind of democratically voted on so uh you'll want a story that makes a good impression with a good number of readers um just kind of as like a quality filter but if you're interested in getting started, the website is full of other experienced seasoned writers uh, who will sit down with you, who will read your first draft, who will give you some critiques on it and help you kind of shape it and mold it. Uh, so it's not only the best story that you can tell, but also the best story for SCP too. Uh, and also it's a great community. There's tons of people who love SCP. So you know, go out, tell them that you enjoy this thing uh, and you'll meet a lot of other really cool people.
1: Well, thank you again, Pacific, for your time here. We greatly appreciate you and that huge brain full of SEP and so much more.
2: (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you, Nate. And a huge thanks to this week's guest, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our theme song and additional music composed by Jesse Case. Our logo was created by Natalie Kewen. If you enjoy the show, make sure to tell your friends. You can leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice, or share an episode on social media. Speaking of social media, you can find Unspookable on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us for a peek behind the scenes and for updates on the show. Unspookable is a production of Soundsington Media, committed to making quality programming for young audiences and the young at heart. For more information on our shows and the people behind them, go to www.sanzingtonmedia.com.